Welcome to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank that brings you market views and insights on the go. It's Audrey Goh, and I run the Thematic Strategy and Asset Allocation Division at Standard Chartered Bank. Welcome to Talking Thematics, a series of conversation where we will discuss about future trends, big ideas, or themes that will shape our investment future today and for years to come. And this week, the CIO office released its 4Q 2020 investment themes update, which looks at notable macro developments as well as the performance of our existing themes since June and their outlook for the rest of the year. So I'm joined today by Tisio, who is an investment strategy within the CIO office. And together, we shall be discussing how our Winds of Climate Change theme stands, from, stands to benefit from the U.S. Inflation Reduction Act, the outlook for mainland China renewable sector, as well as our decision to close cybersecurity theme, which is the sub-theme within our Embracing a Digital Future. So over to you, Tisio. Um, it's been quite a challenging year so far for financial assets. And we have basically seen several asset classes, you know, experiencing double-digit losses so far this year. Um, so why are we still positive on our winds of climate change theme? Well, our winds of climate change theme has certainly struggled to perform amid the pervasive bearish pressure in the market. But it's not all doom and gloom. Some of our sub-themes have actually exhibited remarkable resilience, with clean tech and green capex in particular comfortably outperforming global equities in the start of the year. More importantly, we continue to see positive long-term structural drivers that will support growth in this theme for many years to come. We see green capex as a multi-year secular theme, which will drive the next wave of infrastructure investments as the world decarbonizes. Penetration rate for electric vehicles has also continued to grow, with strong adoption in mainland China and Europe, while US manufacturers also stand to benefit from the Inflation Reduction Act. So you mentioned about the US Inflation Reduction Act. Um, what is it about? Is it about you know reducing inflation and how would that benefit our climate change team? The U.S. Inflation Reduction Act, which is signed into law by President Biden on the 16th of August, does aim to curb inflation by reducing the deficit and lowering prescription drug prices. However, it also serves to direct significant resources toward combating climate change. In President Biden's words, it is the largest investment ever in combating the existential crisis of climate change. More specifically, the Act includes $386 billion in energy and climate spending, which will put the U.S. on course to reduce approximately 40% of the country's emission by 2030 and cut climate costs by up to $1.9 trillion by 2050. The Act will provide investment and tax incentives to support the production of clean, renewable energy, the development of technologies that reduce emissions, the decarbonization of all sectors of the economy, and accelerate the adoption of electric vehicles. In our assessment, the winds of climate change themes stand to benefit from the investment measures proposed in this act. It is worth mentioning that clean tech, which is arguably the largest beneficiary of the Inflation Reduction Act, has outperformed the MSCI All-Country World Index by 6.4% since the announcement of the act in July. Well, that's great. So regulatory drivers, as well as greater investment stemming from you know new powers enacted, are really quite supportive towards uh, this theme. Uh, besides those, what other drivers do you see supporting the growth in our climate change theme? Well, rising commodity prices is certainly a positive driver for the theme. OPEC plus production cuts, the supply chain shocks and the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine 
have propelled energy costs and security up the priority list for markets. They are dependent on external energy sources. In our opinion, the increasing co- increasing focus to gain in energy independence could accelerate investments in renewables. Investors are also uh, remaining enthusiastic on climate change investments. In our recently published 2022 Sustainable Banking Report, climate change was once again the top ESG priority for investors in growth markets. We believe that the momentum for green investing will continue to be driven by investor sentiment and we see potential for it to become normalised in the financial markets in time to come. Well, certainly energy security is top of mind for many regulators, uh, even when it comes to China in terms of their renewable sectors. Um, but we've also seen mainland Chinese markets continuing to face uh, quite a fair bit of challenges with regards to uh, the views on renewable sector. This includes the ongoing um, zero-COVID policy, as well as still quite a slow growth and really sluggish uh, property market. So how have those changed our views on China renewables? China renewables sector has indeed come under, under some pressure lately, with our Chinese renewables benchmark all but erasing the 36% in gains between early May and late June. But we continue to find reasons to be optimistic on China renewables. The sector is a rare bright spot in the economy with solid fundamental progress, supportive policies and improving margins. In particular, China's new energy vehicle sector, or NEV, stands out. The sector remains a strategic focus for the government and the purchase tax exemption has now been extended to the end of 2023, which will help soften the blow of an expected end to subsidies next year. NEV sales also continue to be robust, with August sales growing by more than 100% year-on-year, and the penetration rate has risen to almost 28%. With high-order backlogs and thin inventories, the momentum in NEV sales is expected to continue for the remainder of 2022. So you spoke about the uh, China electric or new energy vehicle, uh, but what about other sectors that make up our China renewable teams like wind as well as uh, solar energy? Uh, what is your outlook on those sectors? Um, we also remain positive on the wind energy sector, given local government offshore wind targets and subsidies. Specifically, we expect new offshore installations to drive growth in the coming years with new installations expected to comprise almost 30% of total new installations in 2025. Offshore wind farms tend to be more efficient than their onshore counterparts due to higher and more consistent wind speeds from the lack of obstructions. And along with a lower overall investment cost and declining component and commodity prices, profit margins of the sector are expected to improve going forward. The solar energy sector likewise benefits from ongoing policy support non-fossil fuel energy mixed targets and ongoing in the innovation in the supply chain. However, near-term headwinds in the form of tight polysilicon supplies remain for now. We do, however, think that polysilicon, polysilicon prices may have already peaked and we and will start to decline into Q1 next year, which would boost project returns and support the sector. So finally, if I were to move on to our last um, mega theme that we have, uh, that's cybersecurity. That's under the digital future uh, mega theme. And cybersecurity has been removed from our uh, preferred view this month as well. Can you share the rationale behind this decision? As a committee, we decided to close our preferred view on cybersecurity as we expect the Fed's commitment to tighten monetary policy to further weigh on valuations. However, we remain on watch for renewed opportunities in this space, given what we see as still constructive long-term structural drivers. Great. Uh, thanks so much, uh, uh, TCO, for taking your time to share your views and insights with us today. 
And thank you to listeners as well for joining us. If you have enjoyed today's podcast, please do not forget to like and subscribe to our podcast, podcast channel. So please stay, stay safe and speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to Standard Chartered Money Insights, a podcast series by Standard Chartered Bank. For more details on the latest market insights, subscribe to Standard Chartered Money Insights.